You are now tuned in to the Decoding Success Podcast, where we reveal game-changing habits, formulas, and routines from the world's most successful individuals to help you think and live larger. What is going on? It is your host, Matt Labrie, bringing you another episode of the Decoding Success Podcast. And on today's episode, we are extremely grateful for the opportunity to amplify the message of a gentleman that has legit revolutionized my life personally with his work. Today, I am beyond thrilled to bring all of you tuned in, all of the Decoding Success community that are tuned in right now, the best-selling author of over 10 books, the highly coveted speaker, my man, John Gore. Now, John's principles have been put to the test by numerous Fortune 500 companies, professional and college sports teams, school districts, hospitals, and nonprofits. He is the author of 17 books, including multiple bestsellers, as I mentioned, The Energy Bus, which is my favorite, The Carpenter, Training Camp, You Win in the Locker Room First, The Power of Positive Leadership, and The Power of a Positive Team. Now, John and his tips have been featured on The Today Show, CNN. CNN, CNBC, The Golf Channel, Fox and Friends, and in numerous magazines and newspapers. His clients include the Dodgers, the Falcons, Campbell Soup, Dell, Public, Southwest Airlines, the Clippers, the Heat, the Pittsburgh Pirates, BB&T Bank, Clemson Football, Northwestern Mutual, Bayer, West Point Academy, and many, many more. John is a graduate of Cornell University and holds a master's in teaching from Emory University. He and his training consulting company are passionate about developing positive leaders, organizations, and teams, and today, he is bringing these teachings to all of us here on Decoding Success. But before hopping into that, I want to show recognition to our show's partnership with Audible. We've been working together for over six months now, and they have been able to provide our listeners with a free audiobook of their choice with absolutely no strings attached. So if you're someone that wants to take advantage of all of their net time, the time driving from place to place, hopping on a plane, chilling on the beach now that it's summertime, whatever the case is, Audible and Decoding Success are hooking you up with just that. To claim your free audiobook, all you have to do is head over to audibletrial.com forward slash decoding success today. And now without further ado, we bring to you my guy, John Gordon. John, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to add value to the show. Listen, I know how much value you've added to my life through your books and your content and things of that nature. So I'm excited for this, man. I'm excited as well. Let's do it. First question off the bat, I ask everyone that hops on the show the same question. And to you, John, how do you define success? I define success by maximizing your potential, by making an impact, by leaving a legacy, and by making the people around you better. I love that. Now, you, you just dropped so many amazing words. One that just popped to my mind was legacy right away. You know, I'm really big on legacy because at one point in my life, I was, you know, actually, let me take it a step back. There was this gentleman, Gary Vaynerchuk. I'm sure you've heard of him. Uh, he had an amazing TED Talk in, I believe, 2009, and he dropped three words that forever changed my life, and that was legacy over currency. I once lived my life in my early 20s. I'm 26 now, where I did everything for money. Everything had to be for money, not necessarily for legacy. So how do you find yourself staying on track to continuously achieve that definition of success when it comes to legacy and things of that nature? Well, I think before Gary Vee said that, 
I mean, I wrote a book called The Seed, which is all about purpose, finding your purpose and living that purpose and leaving a legacy. So my journey has been the same thing you're talking about in your own life. So for me, I was young. I wanted success, right? I was in my 20s. I opened up a, a restaurant, bar in Buckhead. I was thriving. I was doing great. Started a nonprofit, raising money for youth-focused charities. I ran for city council. And looking back, it was about me, 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 trying to accomplish something to be successful. But then around 30 years old, 31, I had a midlife crisis <laughs> at that age where my life was falling apart. I had worked with this dot-com company where I thought I was going to make my billions. And that company crashed like so many dot-com companies. And I was left with, why am I here? What do I want to do? What is my purpose? And writing and speaking came to me. And I knew it was to leave a legacy. I knew it was to inspire and encourage as many people as possible, one person at a time. That's what I had to focus on, making an impact one person at a time. And so I started to write and speak and doing that. And it was hard. I mean, it was not easy, but I was going everywhere and anywhere. I was not a big name like Gary. Gary sort of took off because of his, his, his online wine company. I had to go out there and share this message, you know, pretty much one audience, one person at a time around the country. But that's what I did because really it was about the legacy. It was about the impact. It wasn't about making money. It wasn't about trying to be a success. I learned that instead of trying to be a person of value, the key is to add value. And when you add value, you become someone of value. I love that. Now, I, I could definitely resonate with a lot of what you're saying because I feel like I'm in a very similar position in regards to uh, having having it good and then kind of having that revelation and, you know, identifying what your purpose is. So, I kind of want to touch on, you know, that finding of the purpose. Essentially, it came to you through experience, correct? It wasn't like you were you were searching for it. It kind of just, you stumbled upon it? Yeah, I think we're all searching for a purpose in our own way throughout our journey. We all want a purpose. There's a reason why the Purpose Driven Life has sold about 100 million copies because people want to know why they're here. They want to have, live a life of meaning and impact and significance. So I, I think I was always looking for it. But when I became intentional saying, okay, I don't want to just live my life going through the motions. I don't want to just make money. I know that I'm here for a reason. Then I really started to seek my purpose. And in this book, The Seed, the 27-year-old named Josh goes on a journey to find his purpose. And he meets a farmer who gives him a seed and says, when you find out where to plant the seed, your purpose will be revealed to you. And so he goes on this journey to find out where to plant the seed, ultimately realizing you're supposed to plant it right where you are. Because when you plant yourself where you are, and bloom where you're planted, your purpose starts to reveal itself to you. I love that. Now, you know, you mentioned how you were putting these books out, you were hitting stage after stage. I'm sure that journey got a little tough, right? Because personally, I, to give you some background on myself, I recently left my job with Damon John of Shark Tank. First job out of college, amazing. The family loved it. The friends loved it. it I loved it. You know, I loved it. But I felt like, you know, kind of like you said, that revelation happened and I wanted to start impacting people. So I started this podcast. I started a blog. I started to do a lot more speaking engagements, but I'm finding how damn tough this is. So how did you find yourself, if you did have tough moments like that, getting over that and kind of, uh, you know, flourishing into what you are now, you know, you're super inspirational. 
First, I want to say I think it's awesome that you went out on your own. I think that's great that you took the leap. You know, that took a lot of courage. It really took a lot of boldness to say, you know what, I'm going to go out on my own and do this. And you're right. It is so hard. It is one of the hardest things there is to do on the planet because you're really basically creating a market that doesn't exist. Your product, and you have to go out there and create a market for your product. And the only way to do it is by being out there, being in front of people, sharing the message. So I created a book tour. I wrote a book and then I started marketing the book and I started an email newsletter list. I actually had one of the first email newsletters back in 2002. No one was doing email marketing. No one was really doing blogs. And I was sending out a positive tip of the week. That list became our first group that we marketed to, to be on the tour and basically come join me when I was going to city to city. You know, we had five people in one city. We had 10 people in another. We had 20 people in another. So we didn't have a lot of crowds. It wasn't a very successful tour, but I was out there just hustling to those five, 10, 20, 30 people. The most people we had were a hundred people in Des Moines, Iowa, because they thought Jeff Gordon was coming. That's why they showed up. <laughs> and looking back, you know, I didn't really do it in a smart way, but that's all I knew how to do was to hustle. And you know what? It is hard. So for you, it's about knowing your message, which I know you know it. It's about decoding success like you do, sharing those success principles with others and going out there and being willing to speak everywhere and anywhere so that people will hear your message. And as they get to know you and hear you and see you, it just grows. It's like the band, right? It starts out as a small band in a small town. Then they go on a little bit of a tour and they get known in all the little small bars and the small places. And then they go out and tour again and they got some bigger venues where they can play. And eventually if they're popular and they're good and they you know, strike a chord, they then start to play stadiums. And I think that's where you want to get on, where you want to go on your journey. It's going to be what stage, what stage are you in now? And then see yourself moving from stage to stage. That's been my journey, right? I did a recent event with 10,000 people. And then I remember going back to when there was 10 people there. So it's, it's, it's really easy to remember those stages. I love that. I love that because I'm very much so in that, you know, that early stage where I'm speaking to anywhere from 15 to, I think the largest group I sp spoke to was a hundred, but you know, that end goal is very much so, and it's very much so visualized in being at Madison square garden in the theater. You know, I'm a born and raised New Yorker. So everyone loves the garden here. So I, I appreciate you sharing that for sure. Now, one thing I want to touch on is essentially that compound effect, right? You know, you know, you're talking about speaking in front of 10 people uh, and, and what it compounded into, you know, you, you speak to those 10 people and next thing you know, those 10 people talk to the next 10 people about what they learned and, you know, it continuously compounds. And that's exactly what I've done with one thing that I learned from your book called The Energy Bus. It's literally my favorite book. And it's such a simple formula. That formula was E plus P equals O, right? That uh, the events plus, plus the perspective equals the outcome. Yep. My question to you is, how did you come up with that? Well, E plus P equals O, as you said, events we can't control, but we can control our perspective and how we respond to those events. And that determines the outcome. Uh, to be honest, there was a, a book by Jack Canfield called The Success Principles. And in that book, I believe he had E plus R equals O talking about response. And I was all about positivity and perspective. And so I thought, you know what? 
I really believe it's your perspective that determines your response. I believe it's your positivity that determines how you respond to situations. So I thought E plus P equals O fit more in line with that. But I do have to give credit to Jack Canfield. And just so you know, a lot of people steal stuff. I am a big believer in giving people credit when you get ideas and where you got ideas. I don't think there's anything wrong with sharing where you learned something or where you got something. If you, if you have a quote and it's from someone else, quote them. Make sure you give them credit because a lot of people don't. And I always want to give those people credit. Like Ken Blanchard was my mentor, the author of The One Minute Manager. It's the biggest best-selling book of all time from a business standpoint. And I think it sold about 20 million copies. And watching Ken do what he does and what, what he did and how he created success, I looked at him and I thought, you know what? He's my role model. That's someone who I want to emulate and go out there and, and build a platform, build a legacy, build an impact like he did. He wasn't always, he wasn't about the money. Yes, he's made a lot of money and created a lot of success, but he's always been about legacy, impact, and making a difference. And I want to say one other thing, Matt, on this is that you got to love it. Like if you don't love it, you'll never be great at it. My book, The Carpenter, people say is my best book. It's the greatest success principles of all. And it's about love, serving, care. So first and foremost, you got to love it. Then you got to go out there and serve. You got to serve others. You don't have to be great to serve, but you have to serve to be great. So you go out there and you, you serve others. You look to make an impact. And then you show you care. And if you really show you care through all that you do and you care about people, you care about your performance, you care about the difference you're making, you're going to exponentially grow. Don't focus on building your business. I tell people all this, people this all the time. Focus on loving, serving, and caring one person at a time. And if you're being driven by a greater purpose to love, serve, and care, that's what will drive you. I was willing to go to those small towns. I was willing to talk to 5, 10, 15 people. I'm willing to help people today if, if they need help and they reach out. You have to have something that drives you through all the struggles, all the challenges, all the obstacles, and your, your positive energy, your faith, your belief must be greater than all the negativity and doubt. Your certainty must be greater than all the frustrations and the setbacks and the challenges, and that greater purpose must be greater than everything you face. So I just think it's important on this journey that we remember that. I'm from New York too, so we're both two New Yorkers that are going out there trying to make a difference. And I think it's that New York spirit, right? That go-getter spirit, that will, that willingness to just hustle, I think is really important. And people see me now, right? They don't have any idea of my backstory. They see me as like a leadership speaker. They don't realize that I have a, a lot of great messages actually for entrepreneurs and people just starting out. I just don't promote myself that way. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I love all of your message. And, you know, you kind of touched on the next one that I want to transition to. I was kind of going to ask you, how do you start to apply that formula? You know, how do you start to, maybe the better question is, how do you perceive an event that you're going through, whether that event's positive or negative, as something that's useful? Well, you know, something that has that lesson embedded inside of it. You know, Matt, everything is useful. Every problem has a gift for you in its hands, as Richard Bach said. So there's always a challenge. What is the opportunity in that challenge? We can always learn from something. I've had some failed businesses in the past. I learned from every one of those failed businesses. I had people wrong me. I learned from those people who wronged me because I made sure that that never happened again. So it's always about the lesson we can take from it and how we move forward. I love that. Now, 
another thing you talked about, I think it was like a quick little story about, you know, two hungry dogs, right? And those two hungry <laughs> dogs. I Listen, you simplified everything so perfectly. Like, I, I love all of your books. You know, I have uh, the energy bus I'm looking at. I have, uh, what's the other one? The positive team. I forget the name of it right off the top. The power top. of a positive team. Yep. The power of a Love positive. it. Love it. Listen, all of your books, by the way, are in Amazon books on 34th street, which you need to have over four and a half stars on Amazon to be in there. So when I saw all of your books, I was so, so thrilled and so happy. I picked them all up and I love it. Now, you know, I want to talk about those two hungry dogs, right? You talked about positivity and uh, for the people that don't know, the other dog is negativity and whichever dog you feed the most is going to win. So how, you know, how do you, balance which dog is being fed you know it's tough well the key and the reason why I, I wrote the positive dog it's about a negative dog named matt who they call mutt in the shelter and, and bubba a big dog and he's all about positivity bubba bubba teaches matt that whichever one we feed that's what grows so you got to feed that positive dog so that's the key every day you do have a choice to feed the positive or the negative dog and whichever one you feed going to grow. So feed that positive dog. So you get up in the morning, right? You can feel blessed or stressed. Research shows you can't be stressed and thankful at the same time. So you start to feel blessed. You start to feel grateful. You won't feel stressed. So every day, for instance, I started taking a walk of gratitude. And while I was walking, I would say what I was thankful for. And I didn't know this at the time, but the research shows now that you're flooding your brain and body with these positive emotions that uplift you rather than the stress hormones that slowly drain and kill you. So just getting up and starting your day with gratitude, you create a fertile mind that is ready for success. I created positive expectation. So every day I would walk, I would say, I expect great things to happen today. I expect all the clients that want to work with me and benefit from my gifts and talents. I expect the big stage and the audience one day. I expect all the people who are going to benefit from my books. Start to create that positive expectation about what you want to create. I wrote about that in The Carpenter, and I literally did that. I did that every day, learning and growing with these beliefs, with this mindset. And then it was amazing. Like, I would get a call out of the blue. Hey, you want to speak? Like, I would literally take a walk, come back to my desk, I'd get a call. It was unbelievable how that happened. So it's that feeding the positive dog with the gratitude, feeding with the positive expectation, feeding yourself with positive words of encouragement. The best advice I ever heard is from Dr. James Gills, the only person on the planet to complete six double Ironman triathlons. That's double Ironman, which when you do it, you have to do one, mat, one, one triathlon, and then the next day you do another one, 24 hours later. And the last time he did, he was 59 years old. And he was asked how he did it. He said, I've learned to talk to myself instead of listen to myself. He said, if I listen to myself, I hear all the negative, all the fear, all the doubt, all the complaints. But if I talk to myself, I can feed myself with the words and the encouragement that I need to keep on moving forward. So I think that's how we feed the positive dog. We talk to ourselves. We feed ourselves with gratitude. We feed ourselves with purpose, with positive expectation. And that, over time, allows us to overcome the challenges. I'm naturally negative. I really am. I go towards the negative. Growing up in Long Island, New York, right? Jewish, Italian family, a lot of food, a lot of guilt. I naturally go towards, <laughs> towards the negative. My dad was a New York City police officer undercover narcotics. So he was shot a few times. He wasn't very positive. And so I had to learn to be positive over the course of my life. And now at 48 years old, I can tell you, I am feeding the positive so much more now that it actually has become more of my natural state. I've literally transformed my mind and my spirit 
by the way I think, the way I feel, and the way I live. No, that's, that's perfect advice, really. And it's actionable advice. You know, I'm definitely going to start incorporating that gratitude walk into what I do. And I, I definitely resonate with it. You know, it's tough sometimes when the closest people to you feed you negativity, you know, whether that's family or, you know, you can't really cut ties with family, you can cut ties with friends, but I definitely appreciate you sharing that advice. And I definitely want to be respectful of your time too. So I wrap up all these interviews with the same two questions. I'd love to share these with you as well. First one being, what was a piece of advice that you've been given that you didn't want to hear at the time, but it proved to be true over time? You didn't want to hear at the time. My wife said I wasn't a good father when my kids were young. And she said I needed to make some changes. So I didn't want to hear that. But then I said, okay, make me better. I was open to her feedback. And Five hours later, she was done giving me advice. And that's a, that's a joke, but uh, it was a, <laughs> I may, maybe an hour later, but she gave me a bunch of advice. I took a few of those ideas that she shared and I started to practice them and I became a better dad. Now my son is 18 in college. My daughter is 20. She's in college. And I can tell you that I really became a better father over time because of that. I love it. I respect it too. Thank you for sharing that. Now, last question. If someone came up to you on the street and said, John, I need a piece of advice to achieve my personal definition of success, what advice would you give them? Well, we already talked about talking to yourself instead of listening to yourself. I think that is essential to encourage yourself on this journey. But the other key is from Gandhi. I will not let anyone walk through my mind with their dirty feet. And so I would not allow negativity to sabotage your dream, your vision, your purpose, and the work that you're here to do. It's the negative forces that will sabotage you. We don't give up because it's hard. We give up because we get discouraged. So I would encourage people to, to stay encouraged, to realize your positivity is greater than all the negativity. Don't allow that negative voice. Don't allow that critic to bring you down. Pessimists do not change the world. Complainers complain about problems, but they don't solve them. Naysayers say you can't do it. Critics write words, but they don't write the future. Throughout history, it's the positive leaders, the believers, and the doers that change the world. And so we can change the world. Everyone has that power. And I would tell them, I, I know this is a few things I would tell them, but that you really create the world and change the world from the inside out. That's what you're doing, Matt. You left, and now you're on your own. And now it's recognizing that you have the power within you to transform the world outside you. My next book called, is called The Coffee Bean, comes out in, in early June. And when you put a carrot into hot water, the carrot gets softened. When you put an egg into hot water, it gets hardened. Both are affected by its environment. But the coffee bean, when you put that into hot water, it transforms its environment. And you are a coffee bean. I am a coffee bean. Everyone listening to this is a coffee bean. And you have the power within you to transform every environment you're in. So do not think you are a product of your circumstances. No, you can define and create your circumstances from the inside out. You have that power. So go for it. That's powerful stuff right there. John, listen, thank you so much for hopping on here. Where can people keep up with you? You just mentioned you have the coffee bean coming out. What'd you say, June? Comes out in June, yes. Where can people keep up with you on social media? JohnGordon.com, J-O-N-Gordon.com, and Twitter and Instagram are both at J-O-N-Gordon11. That's J-O-N-Gordon11. And hope people follow me on Instagram. I'm trying to, to, to reach out to more people there. 
I love it. John, thank you again so much. I truly do appreciate it. Hey, thanks, Matt. Thanks for the great work you're doing. And there you have it, my guy John Gordon hopping on this episode of the Decoding Success Podcast and adding a ton of value in multiple different areas. He puts a lot of things into perspective. So what I'm going to ask you to do is to connect with him on social. You just heard his handles. He is on the Instagrams, the Twitters, the Facebooks of the world. He drops content on a daily basis. I highly suggest connecting with him there. On top of that, as I mentioned to you, my favorite book is one of his books. It's called The Energy bus. This book, I wish I could buy it for every single person in this world. It is a must read book. It is short. It is concise. It is direct to the point with a ton of value and it's in storytelling mode, right? It's in a storytelling perspective. So you want to know what's going to happen the next chapter. You finish a chapter and you're like, damn, like I kind of need to stop, but I don't want to stop. It is that type of book. So I highly suggest checking that out. Amazing, amazing content going on from John. And as I always do, after the show, I talk about a couple of things that really struck a chord with me. Now with John, as I mentioned, I really resonate with him. So everything struck a chord. It just felt like every single thing he was saying struck a chord. But I'm going to focus on a couple things here. One, making an impact one person at a time. Now I talked about this on a few other episodes, right? And I think the example I gave was the fact that people want to skip the impact and acquire the followers. And I'm not just talking social media, right? I'm just talking in general. Like you need to impact first. And when you're able to impact one person at a time, a lot of people talk about wanting to impact one person. Oh, I could speak to 30 people, but if I impact one, I'm happy. Do you really mean that when you say that? Now, John really put that into perspective for me and it really, really struck, you know, struck that chord because what it came down to is legacy right? Legacy is the goal for me, at least. So hearing that impacting one person at a time, that's really what it matters. And the next thing you know, it starts to compound. You go from speaking to 10 people, then you're speaking to 10,000 people, just like John. Absolute amazing, amazing stuff there. Another thing was purpose, right? Planting yourself, planting your seed right where you are today. I think that is huge. So if you are looking for your purpose, if you are searching for that, if you are trying to create it, however you want to phrase it, Plant your seed right where you are right now. Let the roots start to sprout right where you are. And lastly, the journey, right? The journey, this freaking journey we're all on. It gets hard, especially when you're trying to create your own path. And the thing that really hits home with me is the fact that when you're trying to, you know, be a motivational speaker or a public speaker or creating courses or writing books or putting out podcasts or social content, whatever you're trying to do, you're essentially creating that market that does not exist yet. Sure, there's a market for motivational speakers and a market for podcasters and things of that nature, but when you're trying to emerge, your name, your brand is a niche. There's no one else in the world like you right? That's what Dr. Seuss says, at least. There is no one in the world youer than you. It is your uniqueness. That is your personal brand. So you're emerging into this scene as a a new thing in the market, right? A new niche. So it becomes even more difficult. But all all of this stuff in this interview, man, it really just hit home. Now, if this resonated with you, what I'm gonna do is ask you to share this with someone. Share this with someone that can use John's message, someone that can use the overall message in this episode, right? Whether it's purpose, whether it's journey, whether it's legacy or impact, whatever the case is, this needs to be shared. So what I'm gonna ask you to do 
text it to the last person you were talking to. I don't care if it's your mom or your dad, there's no age limit on value like this. And I guarantee whoever you share it with is gonna be grateful for it. Last thing I'm gonna ask of you to do is to rate and review the show. If you haven't yet, I highly suggest doing so, so we can continue to get our street cred up and have amazing individuals just like John continue to hop on this show. It would mean the absolute world to me. And listen, if there is anything I can do for you on top of adding the value through this podcast and the socials and the whatevers of the world, if there is anything I can do for you, I want you to reach out to me on social. I've connected with so many of you, whether you hit me up for the link to get that free audiobook from our partnership with Audible, or you just needed some mentorship or advice on a certain situation and you felt I could help, reach out to me on social. You know where to find me, Instagram and Twitter, at M-A-T-T underscore L-E-B-R-I-S, Facebook and LinkedIn. I am so doubling down on LinkedIn. If you are on LinkedIn at all, make sure you connect with me. It's just my name, Matt Labrie. You can find me on all of the social channels. I would love to connect with you. Anything I could do for you, feel free to reach out to me. Everyone, until next time, be blessed. Peace.